Welcome back, everybody. Sportsmanship. Sportsman shit. Another episode. Episode 11 here. Uh, today we got a little bit of a cool interview. New guest. Probably our uh, coolest guest we've had on yet. And then Mike and I are going to get into some NHL and NBA and the draft. But yeah, um, we'll just get right into it. Here's our um, our interview. Um, Jackson Muschamp, quarterback at Georgia. All right, special guest in today, um, my good buddy from high school, um, quarterback at Georgia, Jackson Muschamp. Thanks for um, coming on the show today, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me. I'm glad we could finally um, kind of find out a time that works for both of us. Yeah, man. So um, I know y'all are busy with spring practice and everything. Um, kind of, you know, just tell us how that's been and how um, how y'all feel coming off a, another championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, we, we finished up spring last week. Um, spring practice is a lot of fun um, because you kind of can just focus on yourself as a team. Um, it's definitely a little bit more like laid back. So we'll, what we did was we practiced on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then Monday, Wednesday, or I'm sorry, we practice on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and our kind of like walkthroughs and workout days were Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, so it definitely a little bit more laid back. You um, you get kind of more rest on your body. Um, so it, it was good though. I think I think we we had a strong spring and and uh, finished up strong with the spring game. Um, yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm sure y'all have a good vibe and a good energy gun. Um, these last two years have been amazing. So um, obviously, as a quarterback in the in the quarterback room, you know a lot uh, what's going on. And obviously, with Stetson leaving, there's a big hole to fill. Um, you know, as a someone who has a good perspective of of the quarterback situation, well, do you have anything or any insights onto who might be the starting quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think honestly, we have a we have a really good and, and deep room this year. Um, we definitely have, you know, the three scholarship guys that, um, that you know are really competing for it. Are all, I mean, are all really good players, all really smart players, and uh, they're all just they're all good people and uh, and good leaders. And um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think anything's written in stone. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely excited to see kind of how it kind of how it pans out. Um, it'll be, I mean, it'll be really cool to to be a part of. And you know, everybody in there's competing, and um, we go in there and, and compete every day and uh, try to help each other. So it's been fun. So I saw in the news um, that one of the quarterbacks said he might, you know, his plans are still open, you know, if he transfers or not. Did you did you see that? Uh, I think so. I think I did. Yeah. It's a, it's a guy uh, with a beard. Which one's that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got a, yeah. He's got he's got a giant beard. Wait, who is that one again? Uh, Brock Vandegrift. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. He's got he's got he's got like the long red hair and, and the big beard. Yeah. So you think if he uh you know doesn't make it, you think he'll get out of there? Um. Yeah. I don't know. I I think as of now, as far as I know, he's he's uh he's staying. I mean, um. I guess it's been what has it been? I guess like a week and a half, two weeks since um since spring has kind of totally ended. And um. Yeah. I mean, he's he's still here. Um. We've had a couple like team meetings and and workouts and things like that. And uh, he's. I mean, I totally anticipate him to him to come back, and I and I hope he does come back because we're going to be a better team and uh, we'll have a better room for it. Yeah, no, that that's good. Uh, Jackson, I was wondering, are there any uh, new transfers or freshmen that have sort of had a big impact on the team that you think might have an immediate impact next season? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think uh, 
kind of just talking about like transfers and, and freshmen in the first place. I think it it definitely shows um, you know the potential of some players that can kind of come in and, and pick it up at a faster pace than other players. Um, I think that kind of speaks to the way that a lot of those guys like study and just kind of how fast they pick up the game. Um, as far as transfers, I guess kind of the two names that come to mind for me are, would be Dominic Lovett and uh, Rara Thomas. They're two receivers that we got. Um, Rara's from Mississippi State and uh, Dom's from Missouri. And, uh, you know, I, I thought they both had, yeah, I thought they both had really good, really good, really strong springs. And, um, I've, you know, I've, I've liked getting, getting to know them in the locker room. And uh, I think they've, then they've practiced well and have picked things up really fast. And, um, you know, I think they'll, they'll definitely, uh, you know, make an impact this season. Yeah, there you go. What uh, what exactly does the off season sort of look like um, this summer? Um, just following up the spring game. I know that was whatever ten days ago. Um, uh, for yeah. you guys. But what is what does a typical off season look like? Are you staying on campus? How often are y'all doing workouts, practices throughout the week? Yeah. So uh, so um, like I said, yeah, we finished up spring probably about a week and a half ago. Um, and then we're kind of now in that, in that gray area, kind of between finishing up classes and, and uh, exams. So then um, right now we're kind of, um, like I said, in that gray area. So we're kind of just working out uh, during the week. And then we'll pretty much have the full month of May off, um, which is really nice. And, you know, some guys kind of use that as, as vacation. Some guys um, go get internships, different things like that. And then uh, we report back, I think, May 30th. Uh, we have a team meeting that night and then uh, kind of kind of from there on um, we work out pretty much the rest of the summer uh, Monday through Friday uh, we'll have like different lift groups so I mean I think normally the times are like 8 10 and like 115 I think um, so we'll have those and then uh, normally on like Tuesdays and Thursdays in the afternoon, uh, we'll go and um, have some like seven on sevens and walkthroughs and, and things like that. Just kind of make sure the football stuff is still sharp. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it's definitely a pretty, pretty busy summer, pretty busy summer. And, um, you know, guys, you kind of, I mean, you have to stay uh, in Athens and on campus, obviously, because, you know, we'll be working out the whole time. So that's kind of how the summer goes. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and obviously it's a lot of stuff, especially when you're at a, top tier program like Georgia. Um, is there a game that you're looking forward to particularly next year uh, on the schedule that you're excited to play in either home game or just an atmosphere that you haven't seen yet or one that you have been to that you just really like going to? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think. Um, oh God, at Tennessee think, next year. Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely going to be a, yeah, I think, I think that would definitely be a big game. I mean, obviously Tennessee had a great year last year. And, you know, when they when they came and, and played at our place, like that was probably the loudest stadium I've, I've ever heard. Like in the third quarter, it started raining and like literally everybody just got louder. It was it was really cool. Um, it was really cool to be a part of. I think, yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd have to say that um, going there. Hopefully, you know, we both pan out to be good teams by the time we, we play each other. I think that's at the end of the season, too. Yeah, that's that's the second not- to last week. I think you yeah. guys finish up with Georgia Tech. Um the last week of the yeah. season, but that, that game could have some playoff implications or even, you know, obviously the SEC championship game. Those are the two teams that are expected to come out of the East. I disagree. I disagree. Um, <laughs> I know Mike I, disagrees. I don't think Tennessee's going to be very good, personally. And I think South Carolina is going to, you know, put up a fight. Uh, but that's just me. Oh, yeah. Well, we don't need to get into that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, my, Michael's all, definitely always 
back in the game, Cox and believe in him. And I mean, you know, that's his that's his hometown team, so you can't you can't help but respect him for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, Jackson, I, I I always have questions about Kirby Smart. Um, I know you have a good impression, and I I, I want to see if you can do one for us in a second. But there's that thing where uh, y'all won the championship, and one of the guys was like, "Yeah, the the media had us going seven and six, you know, but here we are, national champions." Um, did was Kirby saying like, you know, the media is like not on us? Like, how does it, obviously if you're the best team by a lot, how does he keep like motivating y'all? Because it seems like it's even, he, like he might just be making up some uh, some pretty outrageous things. Yeah, um, you know, I I don't know if uh, if the narrative is really like. He was saying we're going to go seven and six and things like that. But um, I will say that, you know, kind of some of the first meetings that we had after that 2021, uh, the, the first uh, national championship that we did win, kind of his his biggest thing was that was that, um, you know, that we have a we have a target on our back and you know we can't let that affect the way that that we prepare, the way that we practice and attack every day. And um, kind of his his biggest message to us is that, like, you know, we're not going to be hunted like we're always going to do the hunting. And I think kind of what he meant by that, um, by that seven and six statement uh, at the end of the season was that like, you know, a, a lot of people kind of um, fall into the category of that, like win an Astro championship and have like the next year, like hangover and, and have, you know, a bad year. And I think that coach Mark just kind of wanted to instill that kind of like that hunting mentality to kind of make sure that didn't happen. Um, so I think that's kind of where that came from. And um you know, I mean, obviously it, it it paid off, and it was definitely a good a good mindset to have. Yeah, kind of going off of that, um, I I know a few of uh, his pregame speeches have leaked. Those, I mean, he's an electric guy. Like, what a guy that is. Um, is he always like that? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, no, he yeah, no, he he really is. I think, I mean, I think honestly, that's one of the things that makes that makes him so special. Is just like his pure like passion um for the game and really his pure passion for georgia i mean obviously he he went here um he played here and you know i just think he goes about it in a very like genuine way like i think i think a lot of times coaches can kind of kind of make it to where you know they're they're trying to get people hyped up they're not really you know being being themselves about it and being genuine about it and I, i feel like a lot of times players can see through that and i think coach smart you know really like cares about the university of georgia and, and really cares about um about us winning football games so that's that's pretty cool to kind of see him talk about that and see him kind of carry that out every day yeah um no that's awesome i i agree i think you know his he's a, a genuine passion for georgia because he went there and because he loves it so much i think that'll make a good yeah. coach you know for any program when that's the case um another question about kirby um you know he seems like a hilarious guy and you've told me a few stories about him well i remember one of them was uh, he had an old golf cart or something. He was telling y'all like to go take or something. Do you have any any recent yeah. funny stories of Kirby? Um, or just old I'm one, or just think. a good one. So he carry so the the way he does it at practice, which I've I've never really um, like heard of before. I think I think he's like the only coach that uh, that I've heard of that does it. Um, he carries around a. Uh, a microphone um at practice so like whenever he talks you can <laughs> i mean you can hear his voice like in you know the whole entire like like what however many fields we're using at that time whether it's like two or three like the whole entire you know field can you know the whole entire practice facility i guess can can hear like what he's saying um i'm trying to think of a 
a funny like example. Um, I don't know. I think one time it was either like this, this spring or, or last fall, um, this guy had, he had, uh, like hurt his knee somehow. I want to say it was either like his, it wasn't his ACL. I don't think it was like his MCL or he's hyperextended his knee or something like that. And, um, you know, like whenever you wear, you know, full pads, how the coaches are kind of sticklers about like, you remember in high school, how the coaches were always sticklers about like, making sure you had like your thigh pads and like knee pads in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some guy had like hyperextended his knee or like, you know, sprained his MCL or, or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but, uh, you know, he's pretty much like laying on the ground, like, like aching in pain and coach Mark just like over the mic. He's just like, like, well, well, no wonder you got hurt. You're not, you're not wearing your knee pads. I mean, I mean, are you kidding? Of course, of course you just hyperextended your knee. Like you just, you're not wearing your knee pads. And it's kind of, you know, it's just kind of like. Well, I, you know, I don't know if knee pads definitely would have uh, would have prevented that yeah. that uh, entire thing, but you know, I like the way you're thinking. You want to make sure everybody was wearing their knee pads. <laughs> That's hilarious. Jackson. So, uh, are you uh, are you close with Lad McConkey at all? Uh, I saw he's coming back again. Uh, obviously, he's kind of a guy that flew under the radar for a while, but has been a bit of a standout the past few seasons. Um, how excited are you about him coming back and? Just anything you have on him, I'd love to just know more about the kid. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, me and me and Lad are really good friends. Um, I mean, he's in he's in my grade, so we uh, we kind of came in at the same time. Um, and I mean, yeah, just kind of seeing the way that uh, he's like progresses a player has been really cool. Because when we came in, like we were on scout team together, and you know, he was like making plays left and right. And I think everybody at that time just kind of knew he was going to be a special player. Um, so it's really cool to kind of see like him doing so well now because, you know, I kind of know like what he worked from and like where he came from with that. So, yeah, I know. I mean, Lad's a great guy and I, I definitely look forward to kind of seeing where his football career takes him because, I mean, it, you know, the sky's the limit for him, really. Yeah, dude, that's sweet because like a school like Georgia, you're getting the top three, if not number one recruiting class year in and year out. And to see a dude come off the scout team like that and have a, as big of an impact as he's had, um, I, I kind of like to follow guys like that. So, and especially you know Stetson Bennett, Stetson, and George has had a couple of those guys uh, oh, yeah. throughout the you past couple it. years, and uh, I, I think it's just sweet. It's a good story, and to play at the highest level there is in college football um, and excel the way he has been cool to watch. So I'll be I'll be rooting him on too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean he's a, I mean he's a great guy too, and um, and a good friend of mine. So, uh, yeah, like, I mean, like you said, it's 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 really cool to kind of see a guy like that that comes, you know, was working on the scout team pretty much for a whole year, and then kind of see the careers having now is pretty special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what uh, what atmosphere have you been a part of that you just loved? Um, obviously, last year y'all had a great run, and the year before. Um, but I guess what's been your favorite part of either one of those runs, um, whether it be a national championship, SEC championship, sort of a moment that um, you hold at the top? Um, as far as like, as far as like the runs go, um, I think one of the coolest things that, you know, that I was, you know, like just kind of seeing it and being a part of it was uh, probably the kind of, so 2020 was my, was my freshman year when we came in and it was the COVID year. So COVID. I guess what well, we played, we played 10 games. I think we lost to Florida and we played at Alabama. We lost to Alabama that year. 
and you know had I mean had a really good team and I mean obviously only a you know two loss season I mean we had a pretty decent season as well I think we won the Peach Bowl against Cincinnati that year um but I think the coolest thing that you know I've experienced so far is kind of seeing that switch in mentality from that 2020 season to the 2021 season um so kind of one of the biggest things that got put in that year was uh, Coach Smart introduced us to skull sessions. So pretty much what a skull session is, is you get broken up um, into a bunch of groups or sometimes we'll have a full team one. And you really just kind of like get to know your your teammate and get to know your brother. Like and it's, it's really cool because, you know, somebody that you, you know, is your teammate and you might not know that well, will like open up about something that like means a lot to them and is like, you know, like really serious to them. Um, and, you know, somebody like you, you might not have known without that. So it was kind of cool to um, to grow closer with teammates and kind of see like kind of what their why was and kind of like what made them tick. And, uh, you know, I think if you ask anybody on that 2021 team and kind of um, if you ask them how like we got over the hump that year um, and kind of what kind of led us to the to the championship that year, they would 100 percent say skull session. So I think kind of that switching mentality that year. And that's something that we did all this past year as well. And what we'll continue to do um, was like really cool to see. That's sweet. Man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, with a name like Skull Session, I thought you were about to say like an Oklahoma type <laughs> drill thing. No, well, we've had, a, I think we have a couple of those also, but this is a different <laughs> type of Skull Session. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I, I love how that works, and I'm sure that make, actually does a, you know, a big difference. Yeah, no, it's yeah, yeah, no, it. That, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it 100 makes a difference for sure. Um, because you know, you get to know who your teammate is better, and you know, it might be a guy that you might not have you know no, known as well without that experience with him you know in a room where you kind of have to open up about things that uh you know that, that you're passionate about yeah man um we, we won't take up too much more of your time so a few more questions um you know I, i'd say you know y'all have had a good run uh an amazing college career um to be a part of two championships um and you know you got one more year potentially to do another um as long as south carolina doesn't stop y'all um but yeah, um, you know that and like being in Athens, man, like that's a college, a, a dream. You know, um, how is it just you know handling like, you know that on top of you know just being in a great t- college town, um, and just kind of being able to maintain you know having fun and you know, especially like you know, a team that's succeeding so well, maintaining success, uh, without getting distracted after doing well and in a, you know tough environment to to be or environment that can enable distractions yeah yeah yeah. um yeah i think it just kind of it just kind of goes back to time management um you know i think the biggest thing about college sports if you ask anybody is uh is really just how much time it takes up man like it like you know you're, you're at the facility for you know so many hours in a day and you know i think like coming into my freshman year and kind of where I am now, I've just gotten so much better and like matured so much in my time management. Like I kind of pretty much have like when I go into like a week, I pretty much have like a, like a set schedule that I follow. And, you know, that kind of helps me a lot. So like, I know like when I need to sit down and like make sure I get like my schoolwork done, like when I know I can like go out and like hang out with friends and, and things like that. So I think it really just goes, comes down to like time management and figuring out kind of what, what works best for you. Um, because you know, you, I mean, you need to like cut loose and hang out with your friends and have fun. And, you know, you also need to get serious and do schoolwork and worry about football and things like that. So it's just, I think it's just all about time management, honestly, because 
you know, a lot of that takes up a lot of your time. Yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense, man. And I, I don't know how y'all do it. College, college athletes, college football. I mean, that's 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 a job. That's you know, a I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad y'all are starting to you know be rewarded for it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's true too. I mean, that's just kind of that's just kind of part of it. And you know, when it all pays off, it's definitely worth it. Um, you got any more questions, Dan? No, I mean, I'm good, dude. Jackson, you got you got anything, man? Uh, no, I mean, I think I'm good. I, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. You uh, you been I playing was... any pickleball? Uh, so I haven't played in the last couple of weeks, but I went through a little stretch a couple months ago when I was going and playing probably like two or three times a week. So next time we get together, like go to the beach or get to Columbia or something, we got to go play. Um, yeah, man. Uh, pickleball is an amazing sport. It really is. Um, what about golf? Any, any golf recently or any plans to play? I've been playing, I've been playing a little bit of golf recently. Um, I went and played with my cousin this, uh, past Sunday. Um, but I, I mean, not, not too much. I try to get out there every now and then, but, um, but I, I haven't been playing that much. Hopefully a lot more this summer. Yep. Summer's a good time to do it. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming on and, you know, taking up some of your time to do this. It's really, uh, really appreciate that. And, uh, we, we also, um, appreciate what you had to say and really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, let's do it again sometime. Oh that yeah, buddy. Fun. Oh yeah. Um, this is a Jackson, uh, Jackson Muschamp, quarterback at Georgia. Um, my good buddy and uh, a great guy, really. Um, so thanks again for coming on, man. Yeah, thank good. you, Jackson. That was awesome, man. Yeah, thank y'all. See you. See you, man. Yeah. All right, so that was our interview. Uh, thought it went really well. We're gonna be trying to get. A lot of college athletes on the pod um, since, you know, we're in college ourselves and think that's a cool niche. And I think a lot of the stuff that uh, Muschamp just had to say was pretty cool and insightful also, yeah? Yeah, I mean, I thought I think that's things that not everyone hears about. Not That's not in the media as much when you get an inside perspective like that. And some of those things are are um, are pretty cool to hear just from, from a person who's, like, actually doing it rather than us from the outside. So yeah. we hope you all enjoyed that. Definitely. Well, uh, let's yeah. jump in. Let's jump in. Uh, we're going to start with the NFL draft from Thursday night. Um, first thing, obviously, Mike and I, Panthers fans. Bryce Young, what do you think? I'm not surprised, but what do you think about the pick um, so far? Uh, yeah, I love it. I mean, it, we needed a quarterback, and when you're looking at the quarterbacks in that draft, I think you know the other option was CJ Stroud. Um, I don't. I'm not a big CJ Stroud guy. You know, he uh, he turned down the Manning camp. He kind of snubbed them. That's one thing. But also, I mean, obviously, his his what was that that the test they took? He he got an 18 percent on the yeah. 18th percentile, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Not not really a big deal, I don't think actually. But um, I just think Bryce Young was. I mean, watching him in college, watching him make the throws he did, the decisions, and I mean, he got kind of hurt, kind of you know height. People say he's too small, whatever, but. I think he'll make a great quarterback for us. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, one thing that did surprise me in talking about quarterbacks was the Will Levis situation. Saw in an interview a while back, he said, you know, I would not go to the first round of the draft unless I know I'm going to be a pretty high pick. Obviously, he went, didn't get picked. So that makes you think, like, someone must have told him, like, you have a really good chance. Like, a team, not just like an agent or a scout. Yeah. You got a good chance of getting drafted. He got, something must have come up. I know a few things did come up there at the end. People didn't like it, or teams didn't like his interviews, the in-person interviews he did with them. Uh, kind of came off in a, in a weird way. Um, and obviously, he's a weird dude. He puts mayo in his coffee and yeah, no, that's eats bizarre. rotten bananas. But yeah. 
that's not football, so it shouldn't matter. But I mean, I think the character issues were probably the because he's got an arm. Yeah. So it's definitely just probably the character issues. Well, his uh, his girlfriend kind of stole the show a little bit. She and that um, happens. That does happen. Yeah, that does happen. Uh, she's been getting a lot of attention. I think his siblings have been too. Um, but we'll move on a little bit. Uh, what did you think about the Texans trading up? to the number three spot, and then they picked Will Anderson I think, from Alabama. I think the Texans, uh, a few teams I think did a great draft. Uh, Texans were one of those teams. Uh, they arguably got the, the best offensive and defensive player. Uh, I think just defensive because, you know, we're Bryce Young guys. Yeah. But, I mean, either way you look at it, they got a great, you know, if you have the second, third pick, you're, you're going to have a good draft, I yeah. think. Um, so I thought they had a great draft. I thought the Panthers did pretty well, even with their later picks. Yeah. Um, but I think the the Eagles, you know, everyone, you know, is talking about how they got the Eagles or the the Georgia defense from yeah. whether who was it, uh, Jordan Davis, um, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter, Nicobe Dean, yeah, um, Nolan Smith, who who was like, I don't even know how he fell that low. The guy ran a, a sub four four, led the Georgia defense. Jalen Carter apparently is like a generational type player. Um, and they got Ringo too, so I mean they're just yeah. loading up and DeAndre Swift. So yeah, and they just traded for Swift. They're you know the Georgia of the NFL, and that's not about. I mean when you're winning in college, and those guys are doing what they're doing, it's not a bad you know strategy to go with. And I think they had a great draft as well. Cardinals, I thought had a good draft too. Yeah, people were always kind of you know booing on them before the draft. Yeah, the but. Paris Johnson first pick, um, they had at number six. Um, I didn't really see the rest of a lot of their stuff, but. Um, I agree. I think they, they kind of got what they needed. Um, I did think the Falcons kind of messed up taking B. John Robinson at number eight. That was That's an just, interesting pick. It's just it's really early for a running back, in my opinion. And I didn't think Bijan was necessarily dominant in college. Uh, so Yeah, me neither. Uh, it's kind of a shock. I think he's a great player, but when you have guys on the board, like, wasn't the Eagles right out? Was it the Eagles yeah, who Jalen Carter? Was I mean, immediately. It's one yeah. of those situations where you see a phone... You see, a, uh, you know, a pick comes in, and a yeah. second later, the next pick comes in. That team behind them, you know, knew something. And um, so I thought that was, you know, pretty telling for the Falcons pick. And also, they had a their running back from last year. There was a rookie last year, rushed for over 1,000 yards. Yeah. I'd consider that a good, pretty rookie running back season. Yeah, it, you see a lot of teams now doing and the Cordell dual Patterson. system, though. You know, like yeah, the it's true. one guy like, getting banged up. Saw that with the Panthers when they had McCaffrey. The other running back I thought that was taken a little early was Jameer Gibbs. The Lions traded up. They gave up a lot for that pick. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be actually really good. He's sort of an Alvin Kamara I, I love back. Jameer I think Gibbs. he's a great back. That guy can play football. He'll have an immediate impact, but that's one that's sort of like you hope it works out because they gave up yeah. a lot of draft well, I mean, capital too. The, the, I think GM said someone's like, you'll have, you know, David Montgomery, power back, yep. DeAndre Swift, and now you got Jameer Gibbs. And he said something about like, DeAndre Swift not being, you know, he's up in the air right now. And obviously, like, a day later, he was, yep. he was traded. Um, yep, that's fair. Question, though, on the quarterback situation. So, so the thing that, you know, kind of, like, shocks some people is, like, these quarterbacks, like, Anthony Richardson taken yeah. early, um, you know, Will Levis, you know, even being taken, even though he kind of fell. But, like, these are guys who necessarily didn't win a ton in college. They, you know, they played yeah. good. They had, you know, moments and were in a tough conference and all that. But that's not, like... When you look at a guy, you want to draft, you want a winner. And, um, you know, you're not always going to have the best team, but a quarterback can make a huge difference in that. And when your quarterback isn't playing, you know, spectacularly, it's kind of shocking to see sometimes these random quarterbacks, even though these guys are good, and Anthony Richardson might be the most talented guy 
quarterback ever, um, like athletically wise. But it's just interesting to see, you know, people say, oh, why are they even getting drafted? They didn't do good in college. Yeah, I think that was more of a system pick for the Colts, honestly, just because they have guys like Nick Foles and Gardner Minshew, um, Sam Ellinger, guys that will help AR develop, hopefully, on the mental aspect of the game. Because there were times when I was watching that kid at Florida and he looked like deer in the headlights. He just had no idea what was going on. So there's no denying that he doesn't have the pure athleticism and the arm talent to be great. I just think it's more of a project than a kid like Bryce Young who comes in and he's got the football know-it-all. He's got the arm. Not so much the size. He's an athlete. Um, But I still would have rather taken him than Levis, to be honest. Um, I agree with that as well. Even though neither one were particularly dominant in college, yeah, uh, I think it's a good system. And like pick you know, and if, could work out. And on that, you know, if you're going to talk about dominant quarterbacks in college, you could say Stetson Bennett, yeah, who was taken in the fourth round. So yeah. I mean, it's Which honestly it's a team shocked thing. me. It's a team thing. I thought, thought he'd be working at like seven, seven eleven, if not the XFL or something, or signing an undrafted free agent type thing. I Stetson, I. I do think he's a good player and had a great college career. But it's like you said, look at the draft. Look at the Georgia guys that are going in this draft. He was surrounded by so much talent and a great system and a great coach. And we just got to hear a little bit about that from Jackson. But I I just – I don't really ever see him playing a meaningful snap. I I say I would love to see it. I would would too. I would love to see it. No, that's not to hate on him. I just – I don't – I actually enjoy this quarterback class. Like, I like these guys. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really cool to see Hooker, you know, eventually do well. That's yeah. in um, Levis. I don't really like Levis. I don't know what it. Maybe it's maybe <laughs> it's just like like I don't something about him. I don't know. Nothing against him, but um, and he is he's behind a guy they drafted what two years ago, Malik Willis and yep. Ryan Tannehill still. So it's gonna be interesting to see if he ever works his way up. I do like Hinton Hooker to the Lions though. I think that could like be an interesting too. thing. Uh, you know, barring his injury, I think. He definitely would have been in the conversation of top five, four, maybe even three quarterbacks in the draft. He just, since he got hurt, I think his stock just fell so much. Those ACLs and whatnot, they, they kind of tank your stock. Um, another guy I saw slip, who I think could actually be a good power back, is Tank Bigsby. Um, he went to the Jaguars. I'm a tank. I'm a, I'm a supporter of Tank. Late in the third round, and... That's sort of like where you can get a value pick running back, and I think that's the right spot to get a value pick running back, and I think Tank Bigsby could be one of those guys that yeah. is a little bit surprising, and I, I like the Jags. They're kind of on the up and up. I do think they are. they got a young squad, and they're building around it. Um, I think the the key moment of the draft for me, other than obviously the Panthers, was, yep. and I don't know if all the listeners out there saw this, but they should definitely look, um, look it up because it was, a, it was a kind of a heartwarming moment, very cool. Uh, Kansas State's running back, Deuce Vaughn, yep. baller. Little man, his dad, um, his dad is a scout for the Dallas Cowboys, and his dad made the phone call when they drafted him. And that it was, was sweet. It was awesome. Like that's that's sports. I mean, he he was his dad was crying. It sounded like dudes was crying. Like that's 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 the power of kind of sports, and uh, it was a cool moment to see because that rarely, if ever, like happens. Now that 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 was really cool um, to see that video, and <clears throat> it it is. An interesting thing that I didn't even realize his dad was on the staff with the guy. I don't know what position he 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 is a scout. I think for uh, yeah. Um, The only reason I know that was because I was watching one of or Kansas State's game against Alabama, and I think the the announcers mentioned it. Oh, nice! And so kind of came full circle. Um, He obviously had a 
a great season and is a good back. I don't think right. but there's any nepotism there. It was there. the size thing. It, it, what, he's yeah. what, 5'6"? Yeah, he's, he's, he's small. Like Darren Sproles, though. I mean, very similar. Very dangerous player. Yeah, what do you think of uh, Mr. Irrelevant? The Rams got him. Deswan Johnson. Uh, oh, is that the last pick? I believe. Um, defensive end from Toledo. So that's always a guy just to keep an eye out for. I don't, I don't know anything about him. but What, what number is that? What does it say right there? 259. 259, that's it? Like the last pick in the draft? There's only 259? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like way more than that. Yeah, that's the last one. 259 pick. Uh, seventh round. Um, Brock Purdy, Mr. Relevant. Yeah, that's right. It, it can work out. Sometimes. It can work out. Um, yeah, well... Any uh, other big stories in the draft? I mean, we obviously we've been gone for a few weeks and haven't been able to hit on uh, the main stuff, but uh, the NFL just... Uh, the draft just happened, and I think... You know, the quarterbacks was a big deal. Uh, Eagles taking Georgia players was a big yeah. thing. Um, kind of teams drafting for who they need. Nothing crazy. I, I do like uh, one thing. I do like is the Vikings drafting uh, a really good receiver to pair with um, Justin Jefferson. I think it was yeah. Jordan Addison. Yeah, and I like I like uh, Mingo for the Panthers. Zay Flowers yeah. I thought was going to be really good too. I agree. I don't know where Downs went. I didn't check that out. I don't either. Um, UNC. Yeah, the UNC and one. Joshua Downs. Um, I, I like the um, one pick that stood out to me was um, Kansas City's pick in the second round, the SMU wide receiver Rashi Rice. I saw some of his highlights. He looks like kind of a stud. Just another guy that you know the Chiefs are going to develop. You know, yeah, like yeah, they, they know what they, they're doing. They figure it out with those guys, and it doesn't always have to be, you know, the DeAndre Hopkins type guys. But I think they'll figure it out with him, and I think he'll be another underrated like fantasy type player like a wide receiver three in a big league uh, mm-hmm. or something like that so we'll yeah. see people were also raving about the Bills first round pick the tight end uh, just trying to add more uh, versatility to that offense and yeah. you know less big play just move the chain type that type guy you know uh, from Utah yeah the Utah okay. I mean he, he can move he's obviously a big play yeah, guy King that's yeah, what they're yeah. focusing on Good I think. okay nice well um, yeah I don't, I don't really have a ton more on the draft we'll just have to see you know how it goes I mean there are guys that you know will probably pan out, and there are guys that you just have no idea. And, you know, like my boy Francis from the stop in said, he said, I don't judge them till day one. So, and I hear that. Until day one? Till day one. First game. Okay. Um, I like that. You know, he's like, what's, what's Francis' draft? Cowboys. Cowboys he's guy? Big, he's a big Cowboys guy. Um, but he's like, I don't care who they draft, man. I, I won't judge them till see them on the field and they're actually playing. So, um, I kind of agree with that, especially when it comes to the draft. You, you know, you think scouts know what they're doing and what they're saying, but how many times have you seen guys flop that were supposed to be great, and how many times have you seen the Brock Purdy's of the world um, that went under the radar turn out to be great? So that sort of wraps up our um, coverage of the NFL draft. I think we're going to move on to the NBA playoffs a little bit, uh, starting with Game 7 of the Warriors and Kings series, which happened today. I had some hypothetical, non-real money on the Kings. You went the other way with the Warriors. I knew I should have been with you. Steph Curry made me pay. Yeah, he's known to do that to people. Um, I I think the, the announcer said, you know, this might be like one of the, his best performances ever, considering that, you know, their team is was coming off some injuries and kind yeah. of been in a tough spot lately. And, man, dude, every shot, he's just insane. Like, it it's ridiculous. really cool to, to say that we can watch that guy. I know. Like, in his prime. Agreed. And honestly, personally, I think the Warriors, I mean, they're getting old. Like, Draymond's, he had a great, full gray beard. Clay, 
he's coming off an Achilles injury. He's he's playing good, but yeah. they're they're getting close. So I think this is one of their last you know good years to make a run at the at the championship. I agree, and it's interesting that they're doing it from a six seed perspective. But that being said, with the Lakers beating the Grizzlies, all of a sudden the Warriors as a six seed are going to have home court advantage for you know four of the seven games if it goes the full seven. Um, with the Lakers being the seven seed, that's I'm a fun, That's a fun series. Another LeBron Steph series. That's a and fun series. Speaking of last opportunities, this might be one of LeBron's last. Oh yeah. Real opportunities to make a run at the Lakers are playing great basketball. Um, one of the best records in the NBA since the uh, trade deadline. Blew the Grizzlies out in the last game by forty. I love to see that. I think sort of all of America right now is becoming LeBron fans, just thanks to Dylan Brooks. Talking out of his ass. So, yeah, uh, Dylan Brooks, man, that guy. Uh, yeah, I've had so I'm a I've had way too much of him. I'm tired of him. And well, that, I'm glad he's deleted his Instagram. Though. And and I hate Draymond, by the way. And Dr- yeah, he reminds me of Draymond the new guy. Draymond. But he makes Draymond look like a good guy. He does. And then you remember what Draymond's done, you know, to Stephen Adams and to the boys. But uh, yeah, Dr- Draymond, I, I'll never. Be a fan of his. He talks too much and doesn't do really anything on the court. You know, the Nuggets also uh, blew out the Suns. Yeah. So that's the Nuggets might be. I mean, you can say this. Like, I feel like a lot of games, like one team blows out, the next yep. team blows out. The close games are kind of every so often, but yeah, the Nuggets look good. The Nuggets are really good. I think you know, obviously Jokic is one of the best players in the league, if not the MVP. A lot of people, Embiid, whatever. Um, Jamal Murray played really well game one. Um, so they're playing great basketball. Even guys like Monte Morris have been playing well for them. Interesting to see because they don't really have the typical, you know, all-star lineup that you're used to seeing from all these super teams. Um, I think really the other team that I would say right now that looks really good would be the Celtics. Um, I don't know, man. They The, the Hawks took them all the way. Yeah, I, I just think they're going to be hard to beat in a seven-game series when you've got so many. you got Jalen Brown and I mean, Tatum. Yeah, they got the Either guys. one of those guys can give you 40 a night, and they can do it on the same night. So, and looking at the West, though, um, yeah. it's kind of, you know, that one's more narrowed down, I feel like, than yeah. the East. I think, you know, like we've said, Warriors and Lakers are kind of like LeBron and Steph. You know, they're yeah. kind of getting, I mean, Steph has, you know, better opportunities in the future, but LeBron, like you said, is the old. Yeah. And they kind of beat these younger teams with the Kings and the, the Grizzlies, who will be around for a while. So, who do you who do you see coming out of out of this, the, the West with these four with these four teams? Well, I I don't think that Nuggets Sun series is going to be as much of a landslide as the first game was. Just with I agree, I, I think yeah. the Suns are really good, and particularly at home, they're really good. Um, they're going to win some games. You know, they with, when you have Booker and KD and Aiton and Chris Paul, like, you're going to win some games. Um, Jamal Murray was went absolutely ballistic uh, in the first game. And, you know, I, I really think that... All right, well, uh, pardon the brief interruption there. Um, but like I was saying, you know, I, I think the Suns uh, will give the Nuggets a series, you know, whether it goes six or seven games. I don't have the crystal ball, but... I don't see the Suns getting swept or anything embarrassing like that. Um, in terms of Lakers, Warriors, it, it's hard to not pick the Warriors based on precedent, but I will be cheering very hard for LeBron James and the Lakers. Um, I, again, it's not bold, but the Nuggets probably are the team to beat right now. Um, 
I think if anybody really has a chance to beat them, it's the Suns. So I think this this series kind of is who's going to come out of the West. And also if it's a matchup thing, when you have a guy like Jokic, you need another big body. And I think Anthony Davis could be that big body. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, We're talking about Steph Curry. Looney today also won them that game. Yeah, he played really well. His boards, I mean, he's a big body too. And I think the Sun, Aiden's tall, but he's like, he's just getting bodied by Jokic. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, those are. I feel both going to be long series, uh, and I hope. I think so too. I hope they're going to be long series because I don't want, you know, five one four zero. That's no fun. I don't either. That's no fun. Um, one series we didn't touch on earlier today. First game, Heat Knicks. Heat Bucks. Heat. Shocking. Yeah, I like it. I love it. Heat pull it out. They're playing really well. I was Jimmy Butler roster man. Other than Jimmy Butler, it's, it's not Jimmy Butler. just not really any superstars. Just guys that are playing good basketball and they play well together. Lowry played a great game. Duncan Robinson, obviously, Hero's still hurt um, and likely will come back. hurt. Um, um, but they, they're they doing really well with the guys they have. They're playing great basketball. I think it'd be interesting to see them advance. Um, although... I mean, the Knicks, and, they, and that's a very advanceable series. It is. The Knicks have, you know, they have guys, but they're younger and... New York would explode if they won that series. Yeah, that'd I mean, be cool. Today, the, even the environment was uh, unreal. Um, really close down the stretch, Heat finally pulled away. But I think at one point it was ninety to ninety-three, kind of back and forth. Knicks were on a little run, then some fouls, some free throws. Uh, I am worried with Jimmy Butler getting hurt, though. Uh, looked like he tweaked that ankle pretty bad. He was not his same self for the last, you know five minutes and 15 seconds of that game. So that's something to look out for. Brunson played really well again. He's been dominating, and the Knicks got a lot of shit. Brunson's an old-school bucket, man. They got a lot of shit for paying him that much money and whatever. He's good, and the, the Mavs miss him. He, he's a good player. Keep in mind, the Knicks didn't have Julius Randle today. Didn't know that. So, you know, Jimmy Butler hurt. Julius Randle maybe coming back. That could change things in that yeah. series. But out of the East, I mean, how about that other? How about that other game coming up in the East? That's a series and a half right there. Sixers, Celtics. Yeah, nobody's beating the Celtics. And uh, I'm the Sixers I'm a big pretty good man. hater as well. I, I, Sixers are pretty good, and I, I think that'll be a seven game series as well. If not, six. I, I, I can see that. I don't think anybody's beating the Celtics. I said it last year, and I was wrong in the finals. Yeah, I'm gonna say it again. Um, don't, don't bet against Boston. I'm gonna bet against Boston. I wouldn't do it. I'm going to do it. Um, I wouldn't do it, man. I'm not going to do it this series. Okay. But then the next series would be probably easier. This is, look, if Celtics can get through Sixers, I'm, they're in the championship. I, yeah, again, I think we have two series in Nuggets-Suns, Celtics-Sixers, that will decide who's going to be in the finals, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree with the the Celtics one. I don't, the West is more interesting to me. I think just because of you know LeBron and Steph, I feel like could beat anybody if they needed to. Yeah. Well, you know, well, I guess we'll just have to see. All right. But before we move on, yeah, go ahead. Give me your championship and your winner. But it's subject to change, obviously. I mean, yeah, yeah. Next time um, we do this, I mean, when your team might be out. Celtics. Um, Celtics. Nuggets. No, Celtics. Suns. Celtics win. Okay. What do you got? Um, I think I think the West is more tricky than the East. Um, but because you win Celtics, I'm going to sh- switch it up. Okay. I'm going to go Sixers. Okay. 
I don't want to though. I want to go Celtics, but you took Celtics. You jump on the bandwagon. I'm not going to. Don't bet. Start betting against Boston. Um, Sanders. I, I would say it'd be cool to see the Heat. It would be awesome, Jimmy Butler. Awesome. But I like I, I'll go. To, I'll go Sixers since you and Celtics. Okay. And from the West, I'll switch it up again too. What'd you What'd you say? Nuggets? I said Suns. Suns. I wanted to say Nuggets. Dude, I want to say Suns too. But, but I, since you said like Suns, I'll switch it up and I'll do. Well, I do think it'll be Nuggets or Suns. I do think that, yep. and I, I do think I want it to be Suns out of the Nuggets. But I'm gonna go to the other side. I'm gonna do Warriors. Okay. So you have Warriors. Wait, no, no, I take Sixers. that back. No, no, I don't do this. Is it's like it's so hard. I just want to watch it's the hard. games. It's they're hard. gonna be great games. I'm actually gonna change it to Lakers. Lakers. Yes. Sixers. Yes. Who wins? LeBron. Does he get another one? Yeah, he gets another one. Oh, man, dude. I, 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 would, I'm not a LeBron fan. I would explode. I'm a huge LeBron fan. Because I want to, like, you just took the teams I had. So I, I just, you know, hypothetically did the random one. Okay. Or just well, did stuff that wasn't used. I, I'm still Celtics. Or no, All right, how about this? How about this? I'll go Suns, Sixers. Okay. Okay. And who wins? The West team will win regardless. The Suns. No matter who's in there, well, the West team will win. Don't count out the Celtics. Um, but okay, well, we'll have to see how those um, predictions age. I know earlier in the episode in our intro, I said we we're going to run into some uh, NHL, but I think we're going to skip that because we've got um, one of our guys who knows NHL pretty well coming on the pod later this week. Um, we we're going to have him on tonight, um, but he's busy, had a conflict come up. So we're going to have him on later in the week, get more into NHL. Um, we can talk about the two series that – they're tied right now. Kane's beating the Islanders. Um, Kraken are winning right now, oh, by the way. Let's so, go. Um, that hypothetical bet that we may or may not have placed before the podcast looks pretty good. Um, it's also hockey, so you never know. But that Play, Playoff that hockey, up. though? Like, awesome. Amazing. Awesome. I and agree. I, I'm just now getting into it, uh, being you know surrounded by these hockey guys. I, I mean, in high school, I didn't really pay as much attention to hockey, yeah. but now it's like, wow. Hockey after doing a hockey game after watching the, like the environment the the energy I mean they're they're hitting each other so hard yeah um, and I think that's playoff hockey's fun Charles Barkley even thinks so too and uh, that'll give us more time to look a little bit more into it because um, personally I need to get a little more invested I really don't watch anything other than the Canes um, and then the games that we bet on uh, so it's sort of like you need to quit that. Quit uh, betting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah not a good look, man. Well, no, it's not real money. Oh, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Monopoly. It's in the account, so it's not real. It's like Venmo. Yeah, I, I think... money. Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're getting Venmo, it's like, that doesn't even feel like it's coming out of you. No, no, no. So, anyways, we'll have to see. Uh, we'll stay tuned into the NBA playoffs. Excited about these series coming up, uh, and the two that are already underway. Um, but... Thank you guys for listening to episode 11. Hope you yeah. guys enjoyed that interview. I think it was uh, actually really awesome, and we enjoyed doing it, so we're going to keep trying to do stuff like that. Yeah, hopefully we're going to get some um, college athletes on you know, every week or other week. Yep. Um, we have some lined up, and uh, we might have one lined up next week. Yeah. You'll have to listen to find out. It'll have to be a surprise. But uh, thank you for listening. Episode 11, thank Sports and Shit, the podcast where we talk sports and shit. Uh, good night. Good night, Moon.